in every NFL draft, inevitably, really good running backs fall to the 5th, 6th, and 7th rounds. And the Chicago Bears feel pretty darn good about the athletic pass catcher they got out of Baylor, Tristan Ebner. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Bears. You can like Lockdown Bears on Facebook. Join the Lockdown Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. On the show today, we get to know a lot more about the rookie running back, Tristan Ebner, out of Baylor. We will be joined by Drake Toll, the host of Locked On Baylor, here on the Locked On Podcast Network, to get that local expertise on the Baylor offense and how Tristan Ebner was used in a backfield rotation pretty much throughout his entire college career. We'll go a little bit more in-depth on his skill set, what he does well, maybe where some of his weaknesses are, where some of the frustration points are with his game, but also a lot of the reasons to be excited about him as a Bears prospect and kind of looking at more generally what his NFL projection might look like and, and how the Bears might have some really good value considering how late in the draft that they took him. But they almost didn't take Tristan Ebner. They tried to take Tristan Ebner and almost had to change course at the last minute because when the Bears were on the clock with that pick, they were ready to pick Ebner. They tried calling Tristan Ebner, and he didn't answer his phone. So they tried calling again, still no answer. Calling a third time, still no answer. And so Ryan Poles and company are sitting there saying, well, like, and I think the reporting from, from Brad Biggs from the Chicago Tribune was that, like, if we can't talk to him and get him on the phone, and we can't draft him. Like, we need to, you know, hear from him and really, like, make sure that he wants to be a part of this organization and is, you know, not going to be a problem for whatever reason. Like, if he just was refusing to go to the Bears or whatever, I mean, they just needed to talk to him and say, hey, do you want to be a Bear? Just that simple yes or no and make sure that they're getting a player that wants to be there and all that different stuff. And eventually, they kind of found a workaround. And Ebner himself this week kind of admitted, yeah, um, he was out in kind of the middle of Texas and his, his phone wasn't working properly and they had to kind of come up with a creative workaround to get him on the line and ultimately pull out that draft pick. Did your phone not work when they called you during the draft? Oh, my phone wasn't working. <laughs> were, were you like in a cave or? No, I was, I was out in the country. Uh, so I'm, I'm from the country and so I'm out in the country and, um, you know, we had a draft party and my phone, my agent was calling me like your phone not working. I'm like, now nah, I got your call this time. He like, but I didn't call you three times. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go outside. And so I'm sitting outside, and uh, my sister ran up to me, and that's how I knew her phone worked. Now and then. So the Bears called your sister, or you saw it on TV? The Bears called my sister. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, Tiana. Tiana. Yes, sir. Good thing they had Tiana's number. I guess. Thank God, right? <laughs> Because they don't want to draft somebody that... Yeah, she told my agency, they might as well pick me. My phone works. <laughs> so they almost drafted Tristan Ebner's sister instead of Tristan himself. But I think they're probably going to get a little bit more production from him 
than they would have from her. We'll, we'll kind of get the in-depth scouting report a little bit more on Ebner in just a bit here from, from Drake Toll. But as far as coming into Chicago right now, you've got, of course, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert as your number one, number two back, clearly. They signed Darrington Evans from Tennessee, who we kind of thought was slated to be this number three with, with some potential in there for, you know, untapped from his time in Tennessee. They also got his fullback, Kari Blasengame, from Tennessee as well, so a nice little pairing there. So Ebner definitely comes in, at least at at first, as running back four. They initially signed a running back from Ohio State, Master Teague, as an undrafted rookie free agent. They actually just released him yesterday on Monday and replaced him with another undrafted free agent, Demontre Tuggle from uh, the Ohio University, the Bobcats. And I've heard good things about him as a guy to be intriguing too. So I don't know if the Bears are in a position right now where they want to keep four running backs. Certainly after Montgomery and Herbert, whoever running back three and or four is, will have to be a consistent special teams contributor in order to justify their spot on the roster. And as we'll hear in a little bit, Ebner is a prolific return man. He had a handful of touchdowns doing so at Baylor. It was one of the, one of his areas of strength and part of why the Bears drafted him in addition to his speed and pass-catching ability out of the backfield. But the Bears also drafted Bayless Jones in some part due to his return ability. And so all of a sudden, the competition becomes not just with the other running backs for Tristan Ebner, but also with the receivers. You know, Byron Pringle has some return experience as well. Daz Newsom as a potential punt return option. And so I don't think at this point Tristan Ebner is guaranteed any kind of locked-in spot on the 53-man roster. He's a late enough draft pick to where if his preseason is not some sort of like exceptional game-breaking type of preseason, they should, in theory, be able to get away with potentially trying to stash him on the practice squad at least for this first rookie season if he's not far and away their best option as a kickoff or punt return man. Because yes, he was a six-round pick. Other teams would be interested in him. But remember that if you cut him before week one and you try to put him on the practice squad, another team would have to like him so much that they would have to clear up another spot on their 53-man roster to put him on their active roster. And if he doesn't prove to the Bears enough to be that game-changing special teams player, then would another team take a flyer on him as a rookie six-round pick to take a spot over a veteran that they've had in camp all preseason long? it would seem potentially unlikely unless Ebner has a really good preseason and shows everybody that he belongs on a 53-man roster, in which case he would most likely then stick with the Bears. I don't think Darrington Evans by any means is guaranteed anything on this running back depth chart either, and it's totally an open competition. It's it's Montgomery and Herbert for sure, and then TBD. Maybe you keep four, maybe you only keep three, and if you keep three, you know, is it Ebner, is it Evans? We'll see. It's a, certainly a battle open for everyone, and that's the type of competition the Bears are trying to create everywhere on this roster. But I think the more you hear about Tristan Ebner, the more excited you can get about him and the more you understand why the Bears took him and why there's some real potential here to make the 53-man roster as a rookie. And if not, be a contributor for this team down the line and for some some of the short and long term. We'll learn a lot more about this Baylor offense and how Ebner fit it with our friends from Locked On Baylor coming up next on Locked On Bears. This episode of Locked On Bears is brought to you by our friends at betonline.net. They continue to be the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and information. You can still bet on football, even though we're past the draft and in the offseason. you got futures odds on Bears' win total set at over under 7. 
Bears odds to make the playoffs are a long shot for no is the, the highly favored bet in that. Plus, you know, MVP early voting or early odds, I should say, um, coach of the year and so much more. Then you have the other sports too. BetOnline has all the latest odds and news for the basketball playoffs, the hockey playoffs now underway, Major League Baseball in the thick of things again, plus tennis, soccer, boxing, live betting, e-sports, even your favorite Vegas casino games online. So head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action you need to know. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, with us now here on the Locked On Bears podcast is the host of the Locked On Other Bears team here on the podcast network. I'm the one who keeps him from being locked on Bears. He has to be locked on Baylor instead because we were here first. But hey, Drake Toll with us here to break down Treston Ebner. Drake, um, how are you doing? How was the draft weekend experience for you watching these Baylor players and and uh, what's sort of the state of everything going on in your life? Yeah, Lauren, I, I tell you this, I couldn't be more shocked with how well Baylor did in the NFL draft in year two under Dave Aranda. He didn't recruit any of these players into the Baylor program. So to see six of those guys go off the board, which is the most football players to go off the board in program history is unbelievable. Uh, I say that because in 2016, Baylor had five football players and one basketball player get drafted in that draft. So not the most Baylor guys to go. No one cares. That's a fun aside. But <laughs> overall, just a really awesome weekend, I think, for Baylor fans. And Tristan Ebner was a part of that going to the Bears. And so not to say that Ebner was was the guy on this football team this past year because the defense really led the way for our Baylor Bears. But, man, you've got an unbelievable athlete coming to Chicago, and I could be more excited to see how well he does in the NFL. Well, I'm glad you started there because he wasn't like the guy at right. Baylor across his five years. You know, this past season he was the backup to, to Abram Smith, and I guess I'm I'm curious why he never, even as like a, f- a fifth year senior, yeah. was able to take that like lead back role. Well, Lauren, if you if you watch Tristan Ebner's highlight videos, you're going to see it and you're going to instantly get really excited because you're going to see unbelievable explosive plays, kickoff returns, punt returns. You're going, holy cow, this guy's an unbelievable athlete. And he is, right? That there, There's cause for that. The only thing is, is there's inconsistency there. So Tristan Ebner could come in, break off a 75-yard run, and you'd think he's the fastest, most agile, can, you know, unbelievable vision on the field and then the next play he runs in the offensive tackles butt and loses three yards you're like Tristan what are you doing he is the single most electrically frustrating football player I think I've ever seen on a football field which Lauren if I know anything about the NFL pays the big bucks like you could end up being one of the greatest NFL players of all time for being electrically inconsistent and he fits that mold perfectly so Abram Smith last year brought a lot more consistency formidable power started the back spot but if you note yes Abram Smith's probably the better back last year but he didn't get drafted and Tristan Ebner is here with the Bears and I think a big part of that is NFL prototype where are guys going to fit in the league? Because college football and the NFL are two very, very different beasts. We learn that every year with busts and guys who end up showing out in the NFL who are, you know, average in college. I think Tristan Ebner can be that guy because he has a much more NFL style of play in that he's just kind of a, a wild shooter and he's going to make things happen when they shouldn't. And sometimes he's going to not make things happen when he should. Yeah, I was looking through, actually, I looked through your tweets about Tristan Ebner from the last couple of seasons, and you said his greatest strength is getting fancy, and his greatest weakness is is getting fancy. And I thought, Literally. I saw some complaints about, you know, a lot of like too much east-west running and not enough downhill running. And I'm curious from your perspective, like, do you think 
in that case, he's like shying away from contact or is he just like always trying to make the home run play and just doesn't always take what's what's there in front of him? What's interesting is it feels like he's not necessarily shying away from contact. I've seen Tristan Ebner take a, Ebner take a few hits. I think he's kind of got it in his mind sometimes that he can do more than he's actually capable of on a football field. And sometimes that works out for a guy. He's taking these calculated risks of trying to fit into a smaller hole that may have a better payoff in the end. And, you know, instead of getting the 75 yard play, he uses, he loses three yards. Whereas if he hits the hole, he's supposed to go through, he'll get the four yards that are intended. He'll move on to the next down. So he's trying to make explosive plays, not necessarily avoid contact, but in that you can't outrun everybody. You know, you can't out spin move everybody. At some point in time, you're going to get tackled by these big meaty guys, especially playing teams like Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, who have larger defenses that play in an SEC style of football on that side of the ball. So when Ebner got in some of those situations, it was like, gosh, dang it, man. You could ju- just you can just do the game of football really <laughs> simply. We can just kind of run the ball forward. And so he's really big about making explosive plays, not necessarily shying away from contact, but doing his best to get in open space let his legs go for him and when he does he's electric i mean the guy was a he was an all-american kickoff return man his junior and well i say you know years don't matter in college football after covid but his fourth year and then his fifth year he was right up there at the big 12 at the top of the conference in kickoff returns and punt returns as well so he's a guy that has that kind of athleticism but putting it together out of the backfield doesn't always click because he's trying to do too much too fast which again isn't always a bad thing in the NFL where a lot of those risks seem to pay off for guys that have that kind of speed and athleticism. Since you mentioned the kickoff and punt returns there, I I wanted to circle back to that. Um, How much when you see those, I think he had three touchdowns and some other really long returns. How much of that is speed? How much of that is like making guys miss? And how much of that is like setting up blockers really well, like that just Baylor's special teams being a, a good unit altogether? I'll say this. Some guys have speed and some guys have quickness, right? There is a a distinct difference between the two that I think a lot of people will miss. And it's what separates us, the experts, from your casual football fan, right? And Treston Ebner, to me, has really good quickness. The second that football's in his hand, he can shoot out of there. I mean, really, really good off-the-ball quickness. Now, speed in the open field, he could be caught. Right. He, he not that he's not fast, but you see a lot of his kick return touchdowns came against like Kansas, you know, or Stephen F. Austin or these teams that you see a lot less athleticism than you do. Again, those Texas or Oklahoma or the schools coming out of the Big 12 that are at the top of the conference. So for me, Tristan Ebner has really good qu- the quickness. The ball, the second the ball hits his hands, he's ready to go. At the same time, in kickoff return scenarios and even in the open field, when he gets to the second level, that's when his eyes light up. Coming out of the backfield, he's not great at seeing where he needs to go and hitting a hole. But once he gets to the second level, that's the point where for some reason, you ever play like NCAA 14 and they had that old mode where you could like press one of the buttons and everything would slow down on the field and get yes. tunnel vision. He's got that 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. Nowhere <laughs> else on the field. But at that point, he just becomes like this. Everything slows down for him and he can go take it again, 60, 75 yards. Really big explosive play guy. So I think it's it's a combination of of quickness. The second he's got the ball, he's gone. And the ability to see the field and see downfield. He can't usually see what's right in front of him all that well. But once you get 10 yards later, the guy can go. And when he turns it on, he turns it on. It's just a matter of getting to the level where he's able to turn it on. 
Sure. I, I can see why that makes him such an intriguing option as a receiver, you know, both out of the backfield. And, yeah. and I saw that, you know, Baylor put him out at like in the slot occasionally and sometimes outside. I think he was a, a receiver in high school, if I remember right. Like how, how much confidence do you have in him, like at an actual receiver position? Or do you think he's going to be more limited to, I mean, not a full time at the receiver position, but in terms of like that, that, that versatility, like, is it yeah. actual versatility where he's just as, can he be just as effective out there? Or is he going to be more of like, you can sprinkle him there, but more so catching passes out of the backfield. Lauren, I love that question so much. And there were so many times this past season where I thought like, okay, at some point in time, it's okay to shut him down, handing the football when you have, uh, you know, Abram Smith right there as well. And just dump it off to Tristan Ebner out of the backfield on these, you know, uh, to do it again you're playing ncaa 14 and you run this oh, yeah. the halfback screen it's just like this cheat code in madden or ncaa and i hate to be the guy that references video games but that is where he he thrives on these these little dump pass screen plays where if you can create open space for Treston Ebner where he doesn't have to create it himself he can thrive automatically right there are plays where he can find the hole get to the second level and go but if you can get him to the second level with the football out of the backfield that's where he's got a running start catches the football five, eight yards down the field and goes or on a screenplay where he's still in the backfield, but you've already given him kind of a jump start and a couple lead blockers. You don't tell him to hit a necessary hole, but start seeing downfield immediately. That's where he's going to thrive. I, I think there were so many times where Baylor could have used him more so in the passing game and been more successful utilizing his athleticism. But again, you know, last season he had, I don't want to say a breakout year because everybody knew what he had in the tank, but you look at his, his fourth year at Baylor, he had 107 rushing yards to, 300 receiving yards. So last year he was much better out of the backfield, but we've seen him in the past be a true receiving. What do you say? Like a receiver at running back. And that's what he's going to bring to the table in the NFL. Again, it is true versatility. He can get out, catch the ball in a slot position if need be, but also catch it out of the backfield and just go. Today's episode of locked on bears is brought to you by our friends at RockAuto.com. They're a family business that have been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. They have everything you could possibly need for your vehicle, from really difficult stuff like engine control modules and fuel pump assemblies to the easy stuff like motor oil, you know, new carpets, brake lights, the stuff you know we can pretty easily do at home. But their catalog not only is so deep, but it's really easy to navigate. You just enter in your car's make and model, and then boom, pulls up all the different prices or all the different parts. And you can sort between the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Some of the chain part stores will have a different price tier for a professional mechanic compared to a do-it-yourselfer like us. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone. So don't spend more than you need to somewhere else. Head on over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. One of the things I noticed kind of looking through his season of four fumbles this past season. Yeah. Do, you, do you find that to be a, a real concern or just sort of like, I don't want to say like, fluky necessarily but some some fumbles not all fumbles are created equal you know sometimes you the ball just slips during a handoff and it goes to the ground on a stat sheet as yeah. a running back fumble versus a guy who has it too easily pulled away or hit out i guess what level of concern should we have there i i be honest with you lauren if you watch baylor football this past year i don't know if it's quarterback play 
I don't know if it's if it's missed time going to hand off, but it felt like there were just a lot of fumbles from everybody. I'm not sure if like somebody in the training staff was out to get Baylor and it just coated their gloves in butter prior to the game. It is quite possible with the amount of fumbles that we saw from the quarterback, wide receiver, and running back position last year from a lot of different guys. So the fact that you say that's almost like four, that's not that bad when in comparison to the rest of the football team last year. So I'm not sure that it's it's a it's a huge concern. But again, I think that goes back to Tristan Ebner probably doing a little bit more than he actually can, like thinking that, okay, I can pull this off. Sometimes it works out for you, sometimes it doesn't. Those guys, you, you see them any given Sunday, ha, huh, where they'll put the football in the right arm and the left arm. You know, they'll try to switch in the middle of a play to keep it away from defender. And it's a great idea. And if you can pull it off, it's going to give you success. But every now and then it just pops loose. Or every now and then you take a big hit and it pops loose. And he's one of those guys that's going to be, you know, you're going to have to remind like remind him, like, hey, trust him. You know, high and tight, buddy. Come on. You, if we don't have to be a, a star here, I know what you're seeing on Sundays, but high and tight. So great concern. No, but it, it's still there, right? Four fumbles is not pretty. Yeah, that makes sense. So kind of putting this all together, then what would be like realistic expectations for his NFL career? It seems like that type of player can can stick around for a while. But if the, with the inconsistencies, does that limit some of the ceiling there? I mean, what where, sort of what sort of your expectations, regardless of, you know, the exact opportunity he's going to get in Chicago right away his first season? Yeah, uh, well, I don't you know, I know you're, I know you're a Chicago guy, so I don't want to throw out the name Devin Hester because I think that's just astronomical. Right. If someone like if anybody comes in like Devin Hester, that just makes no sense. But it's one of those. I remember looking at him being like, Devin Hester still in the NFL? By the end of his career, you're like, what? And I think Tristan Ebner is one of those guys in that respect. You know, Ebner, his junior year, 612 yards uh, on, on kickoff returns and then 511 yards on kickoff returns his senior year as well. And you said three touchdowns. So he's one of those guys that maybe you can't use him right away in that running back spot to be a, a difference maker on your team, but throw him back there on kickoff return. And I think his very first Sunday, he's going to make an impact in special teams. He can absolutely do that because of how electric he is, again, in that open space. So realistic expectations for Tristan Ebner. I don't see this guy ever panning out to be some kind of big-time NFL Hall of Famer. He's not getting a ton of hype from the national media, and I think that's warranted. I'm, I'm not sure if he should get that, but he feels like that same guy that three years from now, you look up and he's got you know three touchdown returns on kickoffs in a season. You go, oh, that there he is right like uh you remember Niall Davis oh yeah Niall, Niall Davis like went away for a little bit he graduated from Arkansas after having a great career got hurt kind of went to the NFL everybody's like all right where is this guy and then boom one day you wake up and he's just an electric return man for the Chiefs and and it seems Tristan Ebner might end up fitting that similar build of like oh there he is, but three years from now. Not to say that's a guarantee. You could get a day one guy who's just got the athleticism to make an impact any huh, any given Sunday. But right now, that's what I see from Tristan Abner. Being a, a return man who, if he's coming out of the backfield every now and then, is going to be solid, but maybe not going to give you consistency for a couple years down the line, but will still be in the NFL eight years from now. Yeah, definitely one of those guys with some staying power. Excellent. Well, a, a good good for a, a six-round pick and a, a lot to learn yeah. here about Tristan Ebner. So, Drake, really appreciate you joining us. Let everybody know where they can find your Baylor coverage, and especially if, you know, the Baylor fans out there that want more about this team, a, a quarterback transfer we just saw coming out this weekend. So um, what, what are you yeah. working on? Yeah, so for all the uh, Bear fans out there, both Chicago and Baylor, we could all unite around one mascot and all unite around at Drake C. Toll on Twitter, the one down there. And uh, if you go to Locked on Baylor, again, wherever you find your podcast, the same place you find Locked on Bears or on YouTube, go find us there. Constantly giving updates about future NFL players, NFL draft picks as well that are coming from Baylor University, which are a lot and a lot more than Texas. 
So you find <laughs> us there at Locked On Baylor. And uh, look, you got any questions about Tristan Ebner, the NFL, or future NFL players from Baylor University? Shoot them my way. We'll be sure to get to them. Well, from one from one lockdown or from one Bears guy to another, from one lockdown Bears guy to another, Drake. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, Lauren. Thanks so much. Thanks again to Drake Toll from Locked On Baylor for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed the conversation, make sure you hit that subscribe button to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Looking to do the same thing a little bit later this week with our friends from Locked On Tennessee Volunteers to go in-depth on Vegas Jones. Still trying to get some things connected for some of the other Bears draft picks as well, but we'll make sure you know all about this draft class and these new Bears players could make some big impacts on this team, certainly, if not this season, in the long term. We're your post-draft coverage home for all your Bears podcast news and analysis. And throughout the offseason, we're not going anywhere. Even when nothing's going on in June and July, the Lockdown Bears podcast is still here for you. Hoping to make it a little bit easier to bear down.